The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Snow yet, still rain. But I believe we've had snow up north. Oh, did Just we? not here. Okay. I wow. do believe the northern suburbs have gotten more than the city has. Okay, I'll trust. I actually texted my wife insider. to ask. I was going to. I said, has it snowed a lot up there? And she has not responded, which is. All right, so uh, no word from Waddle's Insider up yeah. north just yet. Yeah, that's true. But uh, if we get word about whether or not it's snowing up north, we'll let you know. Right here in the city, still a little rainy, no real snow just yet. So, but dreary, dreary yes. as hell. Yes, not my, my not my favorite weather, that's for sure. No, mine. I know you like neither. cold weather and snow. Same, not rain, me. not rain, not. No, I get it. Sleeting it's in between. That's no but, fun. Yeah. So, um, nevertheless, uh, play it safe out there on the roads. We'll uh, we'll keep you company as you. Make your way home on this rainy Thursday night. And then when we're done at 6, Tyler. It's Tyler's show. Yeah, young From Tyler Hockey. He yeah. will cross-talk with him coming, uh, coming up at 545. We're going to get an update on Valentine's Day from Charlie oh, Bevins yeah. and Tyler Hockey yeah. at 530. But first, let's talk to the man who joins Waddle and Sylvie every week. That's Mike Wilbon, brought to you by our friends at hawkauto.com. Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW, all in one place. Hawkauto.com, where Chicagoland saves big and Northwestern Athletics. Michael, how are you? Let's start with the Wildcats. How about that? You excited? Thrilled. Hopeful? Um, listen, we. I just got, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big uh person on all the crazy stats and stat combinations. But it's like Northwestern men's basketball is one of only five teams in the country to have, you know, X number of wins uh, on the road, X number of wins over ranked teams. And it's like the others are all blue bloods. And it's, it's just an incredible run they're on. And uh, I've been in communication a couple of times with Coach Collins just to say how thrilled we all are that you know, we, we're on a – I mean, Indiana had won eight of nine. We now swept Indiana. That's not a phrase I've ever spoken. We've swept Indiana. We beat Michigan State in East Lansing. We beat Illinois. Uh, beat Purdue, of course. And, and th- what, three and one against Purdue and Indiana. And those are two schools that are absolutely going to the tournament. Uh, so, and two schools that have last night, as of just coming into this week, were ranked, what, one and 14. I guess Indiana was 14 coming into the last night. Yeah. So it's just it's thrilling all the way around to 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 be to have this team and you know when you got when you got older guards you think some things are possible and um, you know we've got that with Bowie and Adij and it's an exciting time man it's just uh, the, the 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 building's full the students don't even have yeah. enough space we got to create some more space and again I've had people announcing games call me and tell me it's the loudest place they've been this year it's a good story. 
Certainly a good story. Michael Wilbon joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Wilbon, we haven't had a chance to talk with you since the Super Bowl wrapped up. After a few days to reflect on it, just how good a game was that for you? How good a Super Bowl was it? Oh, it was great. It was great. I mean, it ranks up there in the all-time games. Yeah. I would like to look. It was a holding. It, it, he held it. Yes. Okay, there's a penalty to be called there. Do you have to call it? No, you don't have to call it because it was the only holding penalty called during the game. Would I have liked to see Jalen Hurts with a minute thirty left and two timeouts? Yes. Yes, I would like to have seen that. I didn't have a rooting interest in the game. I really didn't. Um, but, yeah, it's a great game. I'm not ready to declare anything. I don't need to declare. Nobody has a dynasty because they've won twice. Uh, nobody's the greatest ever because they've won two. You know, um, the greatest ever to me is still, look, it's, it's Brady. And then after that, for me, it's Montana and Elway and Aikman. And we'll get there. Yeah. There's time. We don't have to declare you know, the moment after somebody wins a game, now we have to make declarations, which kind of just sours me on the whole championship game situation in every sport. But the Chiefs, I mean, they did a great job, and Philly's defense didn't show up, and they took advantage of it. Yeah, it was, It was. I thought the whole day from start to finish was, uh, was fantastic. I agree with you on the penalty as well. My take on it was, look, I want what I want from my officials is is consistency because as a player you'll get the feel early in a game for how a game's going to be called. So if you feel like they're going to be calling every penalty, you'll adjust. And there was a play earlier in that game, probably ten minutes earlier, same two players I think on a third down, where yes. something similar on happened. Plant, and the, right? and, yes, and the flag wasn't thrown. So both were penalties, and both. Should have been called, but since the first one wasn't called, I wasn't expecting the second one to be called. That's kind of where I was with the whole thing, Mike. Tommy, same thing. Look, you've you've lived this. You know the discussions. What are discussions? We can hear the discussions on a basketball court. Yeah. What are the discussions like on the field for a receiver when you're you're in a big game? How much are you talking to the officials in real time about the what time. they're calling? What they're, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, everyone's trying to get an edge. So, like, if somebody truly is consistently doing that, uh, you certainly bring it to the attention of the official. And right. that's for sure. And, look, there's a still picture from behind that shows a blatant, you know, I mean, it, it was it, it didn't last forever, but it was a yeah, blatant He held him twice. Yeah. He held him twice in, so, in the same sequence. It didn't and ruin the it. game for me at all in any no, way, shape, or form. It's not an egregious mistake, even right. if it's, it may not even be a mistake. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. I would like to have seen the Eagles with the ball and Hurts and see what he could do, but we didn't get that. Hey. Um, and so, you know, now I'm sure we move on to the, every, most people declaring Kansas City this or that, the greatest yeah. this, the greatest that. It is fun, though, isn't it, Mike, to not even go to the superlative conversation, but to watch a kid like Patrick Mahomes at the age of 27 play the way he plays, to see how important coaching is, especially in the second half of that game. I mean, it just was – it's fun. The Kansas City Chiefs are a fun football team to watch. They are. And um, they – you know what I like, Tommy? They love playing with each other. And they love playing for Andy Reid. And I'm not going to sit here and make the case that Andy Reid is Bill Belichick. I'm not. But they love playing for him, and there's some, there's some magic there. And even when they fall short a couple of times, they're right there. They're playing for the big prize at the end. And good for them to have that kind of relationship with their coach at a time when those sorts of things, I think, are underrated and, and not really fully understood. You know, we've got one here in the desert, different sport. Part of the reason people aren't talking about 
that Kevin Durant is here is because of Monty Williams. Um, and so there are times when still great players can be drawn to coaching. And Patrick Mahomes clearly is like that. How about Travis Kelsey when, he, when people say, why are you this open? And he says, Andy Reid yeah. gets me open. And I just think that that's a pretty cool dynamic, and I think it's not to be overlooked in the success of the Chiefs. Michael, we were yesterday watching the parade unfold, and we were just kind of scratching our head as both Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes retorted how nobody believes in the Kansas City Chiefs. Curious how somebody <laughs> like you takes that in, as obviously they're using it to fuel it, and it's 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 uh, benefited them greatly as they won their second Super Bowl. But we kind of just, both Waddle and I wondered yesterday, who are they actually playing to when they're talking about everybody who doesn't their believe own, in the their Kansas own City crowd, Chiefs? Like people in their locker room. I don't listen to that stuff. I don't, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't. We didn't talk about it on PTI. We just said, no, I'm not talking. It's just whatever. Whatever they need as fuel they can have and justifiably so, but it doesn't mean that Kelsey's WWE act resonates with me. I'm not paying attention. Seriously, I'm just not paying attention. I turn that stuff off. I go to the clicker. Mike, speaking of coaching, uh, we had this conversation earlier, and you are always our best resource for important conversations. Um, why do you believe Eric Bieniemy has not been given a head coaching job in the National Football League? I just think that I think people, I think all of us, Tommy. That's a, that, by the way, that that's a great question, a fair and necessary question. I think people like to hire and bring in people who they think feel something in common with. They, you know, it feels like them, and they're comfortable. And for whatever reason, there have been black coaches hired. Mm-hmm. The enemy has not been one of them. Is that comfort level, does it have to do with race and culture? Probably, yeah, until you bring them in. And this is what Dan Rooney, Dan Rooney would speak so eloquently to this. God bless him. And Rooney would talk about bringing people in because not until then do you know whether you feel comfortable with that person or not. And he did this with Mike Tomlin. He, he just said, okay, everybody else is done. There's no more people. I got him. And it was an incredible admission and discussion. And so Biennemi was interviewed by one team? Really? Really? I think it was worse than Biennemi not getting a job is um, Caldwell. Jim Caldwell not getting a job. Jim Caldwell took the, took the Lions to the playoffs twice. People are proclaiming Dan Campbell like the greatest motivator of talent ever. Jim Caldwell did that twice. And you mean he's not, he's not even attractive enough to bring in? Yeah. And so comfort level, I really believe, Tommy, to answer your question. When people, but that's why the Rooney rule is so important. Right. So, because I don't think that people are just blatantly unreasonable based on race and culture once they meet you. And what people wind up saying, I've had people say this to me, and I'm not going to mention who. I've had some executives say, hey, listen, I called your guy in. I was sort of wary of him before, and my God, I hit it off with this guy. And he hired him. But if he hadn't called him in and sat with him for two hours and had drinks with him and had dinner with him and mm-hmm. gone to play golf with him and gotten to know him, he wouldn't have hired him. So where is this with being a me? You know, do people feel he's, he's – do they feel he stands off? I don't know. But does it have to do with race and culture? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. But it's, it's the familiarity that we're not getting through. And I think that's why your question is so important. It's, it's like his, his situation is even more kind of – 
I, I don't know if confounding, whatever the word you want to associate with it is, because he's interviewed with 16 different teams. Yeah, organizations. He's, yeah. Different organizations. He's been part of the number one offense in the National Football League over the last five years. Andy Reid speaks, you know, eloquently about him. Glowingly, yes. I mean, like, this one doesn't make a ton of sense. No, but you know what? You know what? First of all, amen to everything you just said. Tony Dungy had this. I mean, I'm old enough to remember. I was covering the league when Tony Dungy had this. Interview after – and by the way, Kansas City was at the center. Tony had been defensive coordinator. I think he was defensive coordinator in Kansas City. I knew he was on the staff. He had coached defensive backs at one point. Tony Dungy couldn't get a job. Now, now we, we know his personality now. And, of course, people begged Tony Dungy to come back and coach. I'd come out of retirement. Begged him. And he said no. But what was it? And why were people uncomfortable? And, and what do we expect people to get over? Bring him in and sit with him, talk with him. What is it you're referring You know, these things are about fear. And so what is it about the enemy that, as I look at a picture of him uh, yeah, I know. He's, and, 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 and like that's what he's interviewing with, or he did earlier today. He, Mike, that's one one thing I wanted to ask you specifically about too, because now are, is this a weird position now where Eric Bieniemy is forced to try and take the securitist route, where he needs to go interview with the Washington Commanders, potentially leave the shadow of Andy Reid, and push himself away from you know being the coordinator of an all time yeah. great quarterback to try and go show somewhere else that he can fix. Uh, an offense that has clearly had its own issues, an offense that you know well, spending a lot of your time in Washington. Like, is Biennemi now doing something where he's chasing a head coaching job where he needs to put himself in a, a less advantageous position just to prove to everybody else yeah. that he's great? He's having to do it. He's having to do that. Yes. I mean, you, you, I can't be stated any better. Yes, he's having to take a risk to leave somewhere. And by the way, so... The enemy is somehow less qualified than a coordinator who's done something for a year or two. A coordinator who, by the way, listen, the resume is more important and longer than any one game or even one season. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they failed. They have one task. Put some pressure on 15. Put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They couldn't do it. And that guy marches right into a head coaching position after that game. How does that work? Don't know. I... I, I... It'd be irresponsible, uh, irresponsible of me or anybody else to speculate. This one just feels weird. It does. More than, more than other situations. This one just 16 different organizations coming from Kansas. This one, I, this one's hard to explain for sure. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible to explain. And I don't, I'm not covering the league on a daily basis as I used to because I, when I was covering the league and I had a chance to ask people and they came up with lame excuses. I call them lame excuses. I don't know what these are right. because I'm not covering the league yeah. every day. But the people who are, they should be asking questions of yes. those executives, demanding some some hard some hard hard uh, maybe maybe awkward answers to tough questions. And 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 quite frankly, Mike, there may be an explanation that would we're ex- not aware of exactly. And I can't speculate that that's the case either. This one's just really right. weird. It's, it's as weird. This as case it is. Um, yeah. It is. Michael Wilbon joining us on Waddle and Sylvie. Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today. Mike, uh, it looks like if you're ever going to actually attend the Bears game again, oh, it has boy. to be in Arlington Heights. We're one step closer. Any thoughts to the Bears completing their purchase agreement yesterday amongst the announcements that the Bears gave us here in Chicago? 
I pay no attention. Still, <laughs> I know it's big news. Come on now, I made my business. I made my my living in the news business. I mean, I'm not about to say that's not big news and not important. It's not important to me because I'm not going. And I suspect there'll be a there'll be a, there'll be a percentage of people like me, and it may be small, but I'm not going. I'm just not. I'm I'm not going to stop. I, I'm going to root as hard as ever. I'm going to wear my Walter. I wear two jerseys on Sunday. While I'm watching games, either a Walter Payton jersey or a Gale Sayers jersey. I'm still going to do that. I'm still going to cheer up with the team. Matthew swears I'm going to take him to this new stadium. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Uncle Don's for. Have you had a conversation yet with Kevin Warren? Because he is all in on this. I know, yes. We had a conversation early on. Of course. course, He's the president of the team. Yes. I'm He's done this anybody. before. I'm He's not... going to build a beautiful facility for you yes. and every other Bear he fan. No, no, I'll be. I'll, I, I can wave to him. I can have dinner with him. <laughs> uh, uh, at this point, at this that, point, at the, new, at the new, at the new, at the new restaurant on Bellevue and. It feels. What's it going to be named Bellevue? I think it's going to be. I called. don't know. It, it feels like at this point you just you, this is principle for you, and it's not about practicality. It's not practical for me to go to Arlington Heights when I live on Lakeshore Drive. Well, but I can pick. I can. About? I can pick you up from the airport at O'Hare no, and drive you right to the game in a helicopter. I won't be at O'Hare. I'll be in my apartment Saturday night. That's where I do a lot. You know that. No. I'm not going to Arlington Heights when I can go to my living room. <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, you got. I'm going. You know what? I feel I very. Told, I, I told feel. Dent I was at. I was with Richard Dent. Uh, fr- a Saturday, Friday night, and I told him I was never going out there. What did Rich? What did Richard say about moving said, from well, Sugarfield? We, we, I didn't. We, he just said you, you knew you were going to give in, and I said, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, you will. I'm not going to give in. No, I'm, I'm going to hold out hope that at one point you and I, and Sylvie and Meller and whoever wants to go, will all be sitting yes. in the new facility watching our Chicago Bears play at some point. Yeah. I'm going to hold out hope. I'll be on the I'll be on the Zoom. You guys can zoom oh, me in. Be zoom. One day, one day, Michael. There's a there's another Michael who's very important to the city of Chicago who will be celebrating a 60th birthday tomorrow. Any uh, idea on how uh, one goat might be spending that 60th birthday? No, I mean you know he's had. I've been fortunate to be at a couple of milestone parties. Um, you know, a decade ago or two decades ago. <laughs> um, no, he'll just he'll have a cigar and some his favorite drink. Got his name on, and he'll have a good time wherever he is. I don't know that you can. You know, it's funny. He and Charles both turned sixty this week. Oh yeah, Charles on my birthday, the February twentieth. We share 20th, a birthday. Yeah. yeah, happy birthday in advance. Oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah, thank you, you guys are something. So I'm just glad you. I'm, well, Tommy, you got you know, a long time to go before you get to the magic number. I freaked out about that number. That number freaked me out. <laughs> What do you think? Mike? I'll ask Charles. I'll ask Charles. You know, I'll buy it. I don't think he is. Charles looks great. He's lost a lot of weight. We've communicated uh, in the past, you know, a few days, and I just I wonder what he feels about this. Yeah, so I, he's probably not freaked out. I got a feeling he'll be less freaked out than. Or I believe Michael will just be angry that he's sixty and fight sixty and go play golf. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what I suspect too. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, strong thoughts about our uh, favorite NBA team here in Chicago? Yeah, they, they they really they made me look good by in all the wrong ways when I said they're going to have wins that don't make any sense and losses that don't. This is their pattern. This is who they are. 
they're a massive disappointment. They're one of the three di- biggest disappointments in the season, on the season in the NBA. And I don't know what you do. Hmm. I don't but, know what you did. They can't salvage this. They're not going to salvage anything. There's only 20 games left in the season. Well, this is why, Mike, we came to the conclusion, basically, after talking all this through, that like the best scenario for them, they're currently 26-32, and 32, six games below 500, and the 11th seed in the East. Oh. They 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 have a chance if they continue to falter to have the fifth worst record when the season is over. That would leave them with a forty two percent chance of a top four pick, which would then mean they could keep that pick. Isn't that ultimately, if in fact you could project the best outcome of this season, isn't that even though it's a forty two percent chance, less than fifty percent chance, isn't that better than them finishing tenth or ninth and doing nothing in the play in? Yes. Yes. I, 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 I can't believe I'm saying that, but yes. I mean, if you got whatever chance you got, 2%. Ch- Look, they made it work from the ninth spot once they got Derrick Rose. Yeah. So, yeah. It's worth it because they can't beat anybody. Right. They can't play two smart, disciplined games in a row. They can't. Um, it's tiring to watch them. Because you're just like, oh, my God, what are they doing? What are they doing? And I don't want to dump it at the feet exclusively of Billy Donovan because we saw what they were like last year when they played smart, resourceful basketball. And you're like, what's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference, okay? I mean, you can't just put it all on ball and not being there. But anyway, it's just it's, it's, it's an awful season for them. I'm not saying the East is there to be had because you still got Boston and Milwaukee, but they play well against Boston and Milwaukee. They've beaten Boston and Milwaukee, and you know, you, you, so that means they they're they they're capable. And there's nothing worse than seeing a capable team just sort of step all over it. It's just sucks. Really, an enormous disappointment the Bulls have been this season. Mike, as we spring you, one thing that has captivated Waddle's attention all day today, Tiger Woods' return in the Genesis Invitational. What constitutes success for Tiger Woods just this weekend, I suppose? (laughs) Teeing it up. So he's already there. He's got it. That's it. I'm not recording anything. As I sit here watching him right now, I'm talking to you guys and watching Tiger live. Do I want to get get some of these chip shots 50% closer? I mean, he's got a wedge in his hand a little bit too often. It seems not a wedge, but another, he's got a third shot on his par fours, which, you know, is not Tiger. And he's, he's not played well at Riviera anyway. I know he's never won there. I, it's just, but I don't care. It's Tiger Woods. I'm watching Tiger yeah, Woods Yeah, me play. too. I, was, I, told the guys, I told the guys, Mike, I said, when I saw him walk up to the first tee, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. And I'm I in. wouldn't be in for the Genesis if Tiger wasn't involved. Tommy, you, that, I feel the same way. Uh, I'm going to watch it, <laughs> excuse me, as much as I can of it, because yeah. I want to see him. Yeah. I just want to see him swing it. You know, this is this is for me being, you know, an old man now. I mean, I remember what it was like when I watched even the end of now boxing's a little bit more difficult. But before we got to the last fight, the last big fights with Muhammad Ali, and I remember, I remember in 1998 thinking when I was watching those playoff games with Michael, this is probably it. You know? And this is difficult. This is not the real competitive Tiger. I'm just watching him out there, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to see it. I don't know what it will result of it. I don't expect him to make the cut. 
he's, he's, he's even par after 11 holes and staring down a par putt. And I, and I find myself just rooting for him to do this because we're not going to see this forever. But Tiger Woods is one of the defining athletes of my life, yep. both in terms of vocation and avocation. Um, it's one of the things I've had more excitement watching, as much excitement watching Tiger as just about anybody in my life covering sports for 40-plus years. Yeah, totally agree. Mike, as always, we appreciate uh, the conversations. Thanks for your time. Have a great weekend as well. All right, you guys. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Mike, Michael Wilbon joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Always great stuff Sound from like him. Sounded like we were interrupting his dinner. Nah. I think he was... Enjoying dinner with us. He may have been probably probably played nine holes of golf after doing the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe went to the checking uh, in on the Suns game. Yeah, with the rants in the sure. house, possibly yeah. one of those things. Up next, we need to get an update from oh yeah Charlie Bevins, who had an interesting Valentine's Day, and did it? Was it? Did well, he have an interesting we're Valentine's? We're going to find that out. And Tyler Rocky, who had an interesting belated Valentine's Day. Okay, we'll check, check in with, with them next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. A little piece of news here that's just crossed in the last 10 minutes or so. Elvin Kamara has been indicted. For his role in the assault that took place last February in Las Vegas, you'll remember during Pro Bowl weekend, um, this was expected, but... Um, yeah, this was a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was always expected uh, at some point to be the case when there was no uh, plea deal reached. So Camaro has been indicted in Las Vegas, and obviously uh, preliminary trial proceedings need to occur. I think I saw Florio report March 2nd as a date where he will be needed in court. So we'll monitor that situation, obviously. But Not a uh, good story. No, but we, like I said, that was expected. We did get word of that last year, and now officially we're getting some resolution to it as it uh, moves forward in Las Vegas. All right, so today it is snowing a little bit outside, and it's a couple days removed from Valentine's Day. But a few days ago during this time, we were pressing... Young Charlie Bevins behind the glass because he had himself a gift card to Fogo Deschamps, right? Which we did not feel was a bad thing. Yeah, I did. And, um, yeah, it was an e-gift card, and I I printed it out upstairs, and it uh, worked out out well. I was Uh, able to get the card to work. Uh, well, well, I was, I was assuming that the card we, was going to work. I don't. Well, the guy well, that was never in question. Right, I, think, I mean, to be honest with you, how did it go over with your with your girlfriend that you were actually using a gift card oh, was for the special night? No, Which she, I thought it yeah. would have been. No, I yeah. think that's why. I think she said that she picked Fogo because I had mentioned the gift card in okay. the past. So yeah, I was now, I was getting worked up over nothing. This yeah. was if uh, if good uh, way memory, to describe it. If memory serves, this was your first time in attendance at Fogo, correct? Correct. And how was the experience for you? It's an intense amount of meat. I mean, <laughs> that, like they you just said that, right? Yeah, you said that. Yeah, they just don't stop. Uh, well, they do this, if you put up this, the red paddle. <laughs> See, I wasn't really putting up the red paddle a ton. 
And, and you know, I was I was smart because I didn't go to the salad bar beforehand. I had a little bit of rice and beans, but yeah. I, I didn't you know load up on well, bread rice and or beans can like be that. filling. Yeah, I feel like salad's almost a no, better. I, I had like one spoonful, like one serving spoon of each, and I don't even think I finished it. But yeah, then the rest of the night it was lamb and. Uh, Beef and chicken and pork, all this stuff. It was so good. Yeah. Did you end up having severe beef fatigue by the end of the night? Yeah, I was a little, yeah, did, a little tired after. And then, um, did you go did, looking did, for love in all the wrong places? I don't think so. No. I, I, you ate so much meat you can't remember. Yeah. Um, did your caprainias too? Did your girlfriend uh, share the thought that it was an intense amount of meat as well? I think I think so. Uh, she she really liked it. She'd been there a, a bunch of times. Okay. I didn't realize it was a national chain. Oh yeah, yeah. They got them all over the place. So she she'd been there like in New York. She's from New Jersey. So okay, she, that was not her uh, first experience there. This could be a potential uh, future road trip for you. No question. Going, you could go chasing different fogos around Whatever the country. Town you're in, you instead decide like, to go stop yeah, by instead of trying to go to every baseball stadium. Yeah, you go to every, every fogo. fogo. Show. Yeah, I think that's uh, you and your girlfriend can make it a little. Uh, Little nice way, romantic uh, road trip wherever you want. I Hope think that's a gift card. Fogo. Let's go see the different. Yeah, you have to have the gift card. All right. Any other details to share, or is that uh, have we covered it all? There, no, Charlie. That's pretty much it. I mean, the uh, the Capraina, the national drink of Brazil. Mm-hmm. Those were quite good. Yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed those. And then, yeah, it was uh, it was nice. It was down just over on the other side of the river. Any uh, digestion problems? No, those that was. The next day, yes, yeah, that was a day. Like, yeah, that was that was a, a day after experience. Now, how bad was it? Uh, well, let's just say I'm glad I was not working on Wednesday. Really? Yeah, it was. It wasn't awesome. Okay, <laughs> but you'd still go back. It was a good, oh, 100%, good experience. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So that was actually on Valentine's Day. That's how Charlie spent his holiday. Meanwhile. Yeah, you made, a, you made a lot out of Tyler's situation as well. Well, Tyler decided that it was going to be a belated Valentine's Day for him and Bree. Hell yeah. Which occurred yesterday evening because he and did my not... My response to that, Tyler, is <laughs> every day is Valentine's Day, especially when you're new in a relationship. Well, if you're... Yeah, that's a good piece of advice. If you'll recall, Tyler did not want to meet Bree after class on Tuesday night because there was college basketball on, right? Well, and the, you guys wanted me to show up with flowers, and I didn't have the flowers in hand. Like, what, what was I supposed to do? Show up empty-handed that I, day? I think like, a little lost in translation. I thought I didn't realize that the that you guys had planned for a Wednesday rendezvous, and so because of that, I thought you could just go pick up the flowers and then meet her on Tuesday mm-hmm. evening. I didn't realize you had pre-purchased them, and they were going to be delivered on Wednesday. So that's where. I kind of uh, didn't completely understand. What so was how going did it, it was all good? Everything good? Yeah. So we we were actually we were gonna cook on what was it last night? Um, but we decided like when I got to her apartment, it was like oh, we don't really want to cook. So we ended up going to Alshaval instead. Oh, and, good. And since it was burgers, late, right? Isn't that oh, a good yeah, burger? That's exactly spot? what Fantastic I said. Burger. Fantastic your, burger. It was your first time there, right? Yes, it was. It was both of our first times there. Um, she has. She's not from here. She's also from New Jersey, but. She has heard about Al Cheval mm-hmm. and has wanted to go. Look at you guys dating Jersey girls. Yeah. My mom's from Jersey, too. So yeah. like, it, Where it, it, are you maybe? Where in Jersey? Uh, right outside New York City in okay. a town called Kearney. All right. I think so. we should... Uh... We should run a little reality show with our producers and their, their Jersey Shore girlfriends. Yeah. 
Jim Tan, what is it? What is GTL, it? GTL, Jim Tan, Jim Tan Laundry, laundry. Right? Yeah. I, I kind of miss the, the Jersey Shore. Because like yeah, you're 25 years old. Yeah. It's probably what? That's 10, 12 years old the now? The situation yeah. probably just got out of there. Do you know the, who the, the situation uh, is? Mike the situation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Didn't he go I've to jail for a while? Probably. Yeah? I don't know if he's out. Is he out? No, he's... He's a celebrity. He's probably out, right? Didn't they okay. just have a reunion? I think they did. Yeah. Was it a reunion with Mike or without Mike? That's, I don't know. I know he and his brother question, got trouble for some stuff. Yeah. I don't think he was paying taxes. That's a no-no. I think he was, you know, doing a lot of personal appearances and getting paid in cash and not reporting into the old IRS. But don't do you. that, Charlie. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Well, there's a guy on Real Housewives in New Jersey who got put away for that too. Really? Yeah. Are you, is that a, a normal watch for I you to, and your best gal? No, I watch it with my mom all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. We, we watch Real Housewives a lot together. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Jersey. So, total success for both of the guys. Great success. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I Valentine's will say. There, so, Alshavald, there's usually a little bit of a wait, right? Yeah. So you're like, all right, you're trying. Why to are find- you? I see skepticism no, in no, your no, face. Well, well you, you're saying it's a rousing success. Although I don't know if I said rousing success. I think it was a. What'd you say? Great success. I, quoted maybe Bora, I something. Know. Yeah. Uh, oh. my, my, well, like uh, skeptically, I. Y- Charlie has given us a report that it was an intense amount of meat. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still prying with uh, with Tyler here. Okay. Did you have some gas after the dinner, Charlie? Did I? Yes. No, I don't. No, no, he said, no. Did I think so? No, no I didn't. Not a noticeable <laughs> he amount. He asked the question. Did your dinner partner yeah. work no, ass after no, dinner? No, I didn't. Or did she blame the dog? <laughs> no, there's no dog involved. But no, the um, yeah, it was most of the uh, most. It was mostly the next day with the okay. gastrointestinal issues. Both okay. of you, or just you? As far as I know, just me. Okay. All right. So but t- it was a pain that hurt so good, and you 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 put yourself through it all over again. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. That- so I, I kind of broke uh, every parent's number one rule of dinner, where it's oh. like don't eat dessert before dinner, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like we're going around looking for places. We we're th- gonna get a drink somewhere first, and then there was some bakery, some like bakery that is like an East Coast bakery that makes cookies, and she was familiar with it. And is like, oh, we have to stop there first. Nice. So we went, got cookies, and then it kind of like spoiled my appetite a little bit. <laughs> For a what are you, like a seven-year-old kid? <laughs> Your like, appetite spoiled by a cookie? He's 25. <laughs> he's walking the city. Like, They're this, popping in a bakery, having this, some cookies. This place, like, the, it was such a rich chocolate that, like, you couldn't really eat a burger after that. So you like, went you to Ocheval. You got the burger, but you didn't enjoy it because... Well, no, I, I still did enjoy it, but I think... I was like kind of full from because like these things were. You think massive. you had it bad? Think about Charlie behind you. <laughs> I know Charlie didn't know where the stop paddle was at his <laughs> at his table. He lost it. Uh, but yeah, so it was like a like I, I Charlie standing up like waving like a third <laughs> yeah, base coach. Bring him more. Bring him more. I like the cones that they wear at uh, that they have a traffic control for airports. Yeah. Uh, Bring it in. Bring it in. All right. Well, again, I don't know if it's a rousing success or whatever, but it sounds successful like the fellas enough. sounds you, like the fellas had a successful uh, celebration of Valentine's Day. Bree was happy. She wasn't uh, no problem with the belated V Day celebration. No, no. All, right. all good. All right. Did you all guys good. discuss? That's quite, that, that's, that's quite understanding of her. Did you guys discuss? And she was the nuisance. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word nuisance. I would say it was, was her the, scheduling the issue. Our scheduling issue was 
because of her yeah, situation. Pes- pesky little law class yeah. is getting in the way of right. B-Day there. Don't they know? You think they'd cancel that at the law school, right? I don't right? think you would call that a nuisance. I mean, uh, well, let's see what Merriam-Webster has to say about you, this. You would think that uh, they would recognize the Valentine's Day uh, holiday. Huh. I guess not. Does she get your a attention tonight, thing- or is, is there a big basketball game you need to check in with? No, uh, I, I think I'm going to dinner with Sonny tonight. Oh, okay. Up in marketing. Did you, did okay. you get him flowers? Uh, there may be. I may have to stop I, on yeah. the way. All right. Anyways, uh, Merriam-Webster uh, defines nuisance as a person, thing, or circumstance causing inconvenience or annoyance. I get it. I understand the def- definition of the word. It's just it one I wouldn't correctly. use attached to your yeah. Valentine's yeah. date with your girlfriend. I'm just saying. Like, for it being was, correct here. It was used correctly. Was it used smartly? That's correct. probably the better yes. debate. All right. Let's sneak in uh, Larry real quickly here before we bring in Tyler for Crosstalk. Larry, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing Larry, today? good, man. Thanks for your patience. Yeah, you know, I haven't been listening to sport, uh, Chicago Sports Talk today, but I've been listening to these talking heads all day long, talking about uh, justifying trading Justin Fields and drafting Bryce Young number one. And I haven't heard one person bring up a much more reasonable alternative. Mm-hmm. And that would be draft the quarterback. You got two picks in the fourth round and one in the fifth round. You know, get a guy there. I mean, you know, in recent times, you know, I mean, everyone knows about Brock Purdy. I mean, they already had drafted um, Lance the year before, but Ed Stoddard was drafting the quarterback, and look how it worked out. You know, New England, that Billy, that Billy Zappi kid came and won a couple games. He's like a fifth-round pick. They already had Mac Jones. He took him to the playoffs his rookie year. But, I mean, that's just how I think confident franchises make moves like that. Sure. I think, Larry, I think it's a good point. I think that, you know, uh, you gave a great example of of what the San Francisco 49ers did, and I'd be a huge advocate of them drafting a quarterback later in the the day. Not in the day, actually, later in the weekend. Yeah, I'd be okay with it, although I will say with so many holes on this roster right now, I wouldn't be overly disappointed just yet if if they want to allocate their draft picks to other positions right now. Going forward, though, if, you know, a year from now, you make it a plan, a priority to have a quarterback in your draft, then that's fine. You may find a really good backup, though, with a seventh round if pick. If you've got, listen, if, if Ryan Poles has identified a guy who he really likes, who has that potential, then by all means, don't let it stop you. Right. I just think they are in this weird position where despite all the, they can actually, you can actually look at all the holes on the roster and say, you know what, because we have all this, and we'll know more, obviously, after free agency as well. That'll help, you know, kind of dictate the pace as to where they want to go in the draft they have so many holes on this roster that you can find plenty of you know solutions in the draft if it happens to be a backup quarterback this year great but if not and you want to wait a year on that i'm totally fine too because i think next year you even though i want them to be better and and more competitive i'm not necessarily sure that it's going to be you know a playoff run next season it's fair so 312-332-3776 if you want to jump on in. Tyler Aki is in for Black and Abdallah. He joins us next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Join us at 
at our 25th anniversary celebration. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. Of all time. Yes. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25th year history will be in attendance. You don't want to miss this one. Tickets are going to sell out fast. Friday, March 24th at the House of Blues. Doors open at 11 a.m. Live show starts from 12. Goes until 6. Again, we're going to have... The special reunion show, Mac, Yurko, and Harry during the Carmen and Yurko show from 12 to 2. And then, of course, Waddle and Sylvie will be there from 2 until 6. And lots of luminaries from the station's history will be there as well. Scheduled to appear Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold, the Cornets, Shay and Jordan, Sarah Spain, the always trending Nick Friedel on Twitter. Anyone else I've missed? Uh, Ray Luke, Flores. Luke Canellis. Ray Flores. Yeah. Freddie Hubner. I'm excited because... Star like, studded class. I've been <clears throat> listening to the station since I think I was in fourth grade or so. Mm-hmm. And so like I know all these names, but I haven't worked with very many of them. Really? Ooh. Yeah. So that's that's the thing I'm most excited about. Sweet Luke Canellis going to get the Tyler Aki experience yeah. on March 24th. Lou's the best. I worked uh, at Fox with Lou for years. Lou's fabulous. Yes, make sure you're there. Again, House of Blues, March 24th. You can get your tickets at Live Nation. Just search ESPN Chicago. Again, LiveNation.com. You have to be 21 years or older and have your valid ID at the door. Yeah, no invalid IDs. They all have to be valid IDs. Are we, are we doing the, the fake ID thing? Are we, uh, no, we, we scanning? No, we're not. Are we going to that scanning IDs? Yeah. I'm not sure. Are we but I would to advise you to, to, to do things legally. I, I yes. would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm an advocate of doing things legally. Yes. What are you doing on the show tonight? Oh, we got some football conversation yeah. tonight. Yeah. I want to talk a little quarterback. You know, we haven't talked a lot about Lamar Jackson. I was but thinking that was one of those that, uh, reports that kind of got buried over the weekend because of the, the hype and everything of the Super Bowl. But that the Ravens may be, the Ravens could be willing wooed. to take a few uh, Ravens first round could picks be wooed. Yeah, so like, they have the option to place the franchise tag on him. The question is, which franchise tag will it be? Will it be the exclusive or will they make him available so that other teams can potentially sign him to an offer sheet and then if that's the case then the ravens would say well do we want to match or do we want to take those two first round picks that's an excellent question i'm sure tyler's going to answer it tonight listen i love i kind of love what lamar's doing because morally uh, you know it's like the way that the deshaun watson contract played out and how he was able to force his way out of Houston amidst all the baggage, all the sexual assault accusations that came at him for him to use that as leverage to get his way out of there and then put the Cleveland and they put themselves in this position, but then tell the Browns they were not a team that he was willing to go to in order to get them to up their guaranteed money. Boy, it just, that, that it's contract, kind of sickening the way it played out. Well, it flipped the table on all quarterback contracts yes. going forward. Mm-hmm. But I'm more than happy to see Lamar Jackson get just as much, if not more, guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. I hope that's the way it goes. Like, And I understand the Baltimore Ravens not loving Deshaun Watson's contract as a precedent, but... You know what? If I'm Lamar Jackson, that's that's too the bad, way. So sad, and especially for a guy who's self-representing himself too in these negotiations. Like that's the way he's going to play ball. Sounds like to me that the I mean, again, you're just speculating, but it feels like that the Baltimore Ravens, if you gave them a really good offer, that they would consider it seriously. Look, he's you know it, he's 
He's been a fabulous player, but he hasn't stayed healthy the last couple of years. And as you pointed out in our pre-show fist fight, it hasn't been because of running. He's been hurt in the pocket the last two years. But either way, he's missed the last five regular season games and the postseason in each of the last two seasons. They've obviously been in an impasse. You just wonder. But they just hired a new offensive coordinator from Georgia, right? Todd Todd Monken. Monken. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that leads you to kind of conclude, but it is an interesting story in Baltimore. I guess it kind of gets into, did Lamar Jackson have any sort of input on that hire? And it doesn't seem like he did, right? And If he did, then you would think that they would find some common ground with regard to a contract. But yeah. interesting and, situation. And, and would he play if he's forced to play on the franchise tag this season? Don't or would know. he take his ball and go home and then put him in a very precarious situation? There are a lot of quarterback decisions that need to be made this offseason. I would love starting soon. I yeah. would love to unbiasedly see Lamar Jackson play for Mike McDaniel on the Miami Dolphins Ooh. in that Ooh. offense. It sounds like Ooh. a good fit. I don't know. If sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. That would be yeah. fun, though. All right. Sounds like uh, fun stuff to listen to on our ride home, Tyler, as you take us home. In for Black and Abdallah, who are in for Greeny today. If you missed it, you can check them out on the podcast. And, of course, watch Tyler on Twitch tonight, today and every day, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. Waddle? Yes, see you tomorrow. Yes, thanks to Dan Durkin, thanks to Michael Wilbon, and thanks to Charlie Bevins and Tyler Rocky. For Waddle, I'm Mellor and for Sylvie. Back tomorrow, we'll talk to you then. Keep it locked for Tyler Rocky here on ESPN1000.